Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Market Shapers. Uh, very excited to be joined by Warren Sibley of Dave Perry Miller Lakewood. Warren, thanks for sitting down with us today. No problem. We're going to address the elephant in the room right from the start, which is we have a table. Um, this show has been so wildly successful, and we have so many advertisers, we were able to, to buy this table. And so, Warren, I'm glad you were able to be the first one to actually sit at a table with me. I'm honored. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the way I like to usually start these is just kind of going into a little bit about your background. And you have a really, really neat background. I think it'll be interesting for other people to hear about of kind of what you were doing into real estate and how it translates into it once you kind of decided to make the jump into this. Mm -hmm. Well, my background is um, one of people. Uh, I was a minister for 15 years. And so I've lived in Dallas my whole life. Then I went into the ministry. Um, and I really enjoyed the people, the people part of you know, what I did as a minister for, for 15 years. And then you, the, the quote that you had that I thought was really, really neat was you said that even in real estate now, you still walk alongside people because mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're doing in, in your ministry. Mm -hmm. And so what did that mean to you when you kind of thought, or when did it hit you that when you were in real estate, there was still an opportunity to serve and walk alongside people? Was it immediate or was it something you kind of realized over time that there was still some of these parallels there? Uh, it was certainly not immediate. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I got into real estate, uh, I wouldn't say out of thin air, but I had my, my grandfather, both my grandfathers and my father, though they were professionals in other areas, all they had done was real estate, whether that was commercial or residential. Um, so I kind of got in a, with that in mind, right. not really knowing well, how even, how was I going to use my license? And very quickly had people even say like, you, this is you seem very comfortable. This fits you. This fits yeah. you, right. Yeah. And especially as a new agent, you're working with a lot of buyers. And so it's very easy to walk alongside them. And I just noticed, wow, I'm scratching that itch that I lamented leaving mm. when I left the ministry. Um, but in order to do what I apparently and still to this day really love doing, and that's helping people with really big decisions. Yeah, and you, you kind of touched on that too in, in some of the bio stuff that you wrote about is that like, you're still kind of doing uh, marriage counseling. I definitely <laughs> just feel like in a I different way. So yes. you might kind of expand on that yes. a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, you very quickly. My wife is a physician, and one of the things that she talks about a lot with her patients is that we are the worst diagnosticians of ourselves. Mm. So you may come come in complaining about one thing, when in reality it's something completely different that is actually the problem. Right. So quickly, I have learned over the course of this decade plus what are you really getting after? Like, what, what, are you, what do you want? You say you want a house here, you say you want this here, but what do you really want? What are you really looking for as a buyer or as a yeah. seller? What, what are you hoping to leave behind? What are you hoping to gain? Um, and often if you can get them down the road to those, the answers to those questions, you actually have helped them and they didn't even know yeah. that they needed help in those areas. Yeah, and it's kind of like we've all heard, like they come in saying they want this type of house and that what they right. end up with is totally different and that's even taking it down to the emotional level as well. Right, too. and that's where, the, to, to, to your question, which was marriage counseling, yeah. you quickly see what the husband may want and is not saying, mm -hmm. or what she doesn't want, or what she does want, or or whatever, you know, the kids want. What do the kids want? Or, right. You know, there's thousands of things. Yeah. Well, what does the single guy yeah. in, in Uptown want? What right. is, so you quickly figure out what people are looking for, and you have to yeah. help them help themselves. Did you find that that kind of radar, that internal sense that you have on that, did that kind of play back to also from your days when, when you were in the ministry as far as someone would come to you with, you know, a personal crisis in their life or some trouble they were having, and here's what they're saying, but here's what's really happening in the background a little bit. I mean, that, it seems like that skill set's kind of what came forward into real estate a little bit. 
It is because I think at first when you get out of graduate school and going into a, probably any endeavor, but especially yeah. in the ministry, you 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 have all of this knowledge, but you don't have this applied skill yet. Mm-hmm. And you're and I found myself having to curtail the desire or the uh, the penchant to tell them I needed to help them. You know, it's the old adage of teaching them how to fish rather than yeah. fishing. I don't. Yeah. Because, you know, later you don't want them to have gotten into a situation where they've bought a house that they, that, that everything is not right. Or they haven't realized that not everything is going to be perfect. Yeah. And so really helping them identify those things. And I think that, that's a ministry crossover. Yeah. Like if someone comes to me with a problem or came to me with a problem, I would be, well, really, what, help, let's, let's together seek what is really the problem. Right. Or problems. Is that, I wonder if that also ties into... And it is a skill set. I mean, you don't think it would be for most of us humans, but the skill set mm-hmm. of listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of folks when they're getting into real estate and they, you know, are taking courses and they're reading stuff online or going to this guru or that guru. It's learn this script, memorize this, memorize mm-hmm. that. But they don't talk about the listening aspect. And it seems like kind of what you're describing at its very basic core mm-hmm. is just listening, right? Listening yes. to what they're saying and then listening to what they're not maybe telling you as well too. Right. I I tell my clients and I tell potential clients all the time. I say. We have to meet and we have to just talk. And we I need to listen to you. I need to hear. I'm going to ask you some questions. Right. And we need to just talk without even you telling me I want a 4-2 or a 4-3 or <laughs> none of that. Let's yeah. just talk Yeah. so I can see what are you doing? What is your career? Where are you going? That's very important Yeah. In, in this process. I think it's great. You know, the other thing that's really in your blood and it really comes through from the first time that you and I had an opportunity to sit down and we had beers in front of us last time and stuff, but right. the, the coffee mugs will do for uh-huh. now. Uh, was uh, East Dallas is just kind of in your blood. Mm-hmm. And so um, maybe talk a little bit about growing up there, how you've seen it change over the years, and why you've decided that is where you are raising your family now and, and why it's such a special place to you. Well, um, being a Dallas realtor, mm-hmm. I've been asked, and I've sat on panels before where they said, you know, give us the five things that you would do as a realtor. And I said, well, the number one thing I would do is be born in Highland Park, be raised in Highland Park, and live in Highland Park, because then that's where you would sell your real estate, right? But, uh, and I say that, of course, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. I, I just, I was basically born and bred in East Dallas and then Lake Highlands. And I, and again, coming back to your original question five questions ago, I, I didn't set out to be a Lake Highlands realtor, yeah. and I'm certainly not. I probably sell more outside of where I live than I do. But that is my, where you live, yeah. really, this goes for every realtor. Yeah. Where you live is your primary sphere of inference. Why do I like East Dallas? I love it's laid back. I love it's right by the lake. Um, I love the walkability, if you will say that. Mm -hmm. Dallas is not a walkable town. But if we can have some vestige of walkability, we have that to a certain degree. I can walk to my gym. I can walk to the restaurants that I like. I'm not going outside of a mile if I don't have to for a special occasion. You can achieve that if you're strategic in East Dallas. And it's only getting better. We are, you ask any developer that's worth his salt, East Dallas is where it's happening and it's only gonna get better. So that's that's I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, I think think that's great. And it comes across as as Mm -hmm. that passion for it. We call it EOC. We're east of Central. East of Central. And we love it. Yeah. Yeah, So that's good. Um, So growing up there to what you see now, it's interesting you said it's getting better because I think a lot of communities or areas of different cities talk about oh, it's getting worse, right? It's mm-hmm. this change is happening or that change happened. It's not what it used. And it seems to be like, it's neat to hear you say like, it was great and it's actually still even on the upswing a little bit. Yeah, I think you have to be careful nowadays. We're, we're much in a much in a good way. Yeah, We are much more sensitive as communities and as a society are what are you displacing? 
if you're going to move in, as if, if commerce, if retail is going to move in, how is that impacting your community? And I see the developers, I see the builders, at least giving tacit, if not true, full-fledged interest in the community that they're coming into, wanting to be to integrate as much as they can. Yeah. And as realtors, we wanted to take part in that and walk alongside the people that live there. And that's where I live and work. Yeah. And I think that's neat. I think there maybe there is more of that social awareness form from even mm -hmm. from commercial developers to say, mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't, what you put in this community may not work here. And, and that old, because in the mm -hmm. past, that really what it was. Like, we're going to put in this big box here and we're going to mm -hmm. put in this thing here. And, um, and it seems like what's really, for, for me, the last year going around all of North Texas to see is that there's a uniqueness to every little kind of corner. Yeah. And, and certainly the East Dallas, Lakewood area, it all has that kind of. Um, has that and the developers seem to be part of it and I think maybe that's because they've listened to the realtors in that community mm -hmm. they've listened to the citizens of that Absolutely. community and that partnership really matters that's right um, you mentioned being able to walk to the gym I think it was one cool is it's your own gym yes I, when I say I'm walking to my gym yeah it's, it's my, my gym, gym. Yeah. Yeah. yeah capital M Y yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah so how did that come about is this kind of entrepreneur at heart a little bit or no yeah um, that came about originally because I wanted to work out for free, that, yeah. that's a misnomer. <laughs> um, and honestly, um, well, I've always been involved in athletics and I've always been involved in fitness, but I did not reflect that in, in the way that I ate and in the way that I worked out. Um, I started in the early 2000s to really shed the graduate school weight. Mm -hmm. uh, I did so running. Um, but anyway, at the end of the, the 2000s, there's a really a kind of a, a, a wave of a certain style of fitness that was more time sensitive, more impact sensitive, just really, uh, you know, more 2000s y. Yeah. And so high intensity kind of just struck, it's more like adult PE. I really liked it. There was two other guys or two other couples in the neighborhood uh, that were had already started it two right. months prior and then just asked if I wanted to come be a part of it. And it just made sense. Yeah. And it's easy. And it's, it's easy in the sense of it was an easy opportunity to get involved in. Right. Obviously, it comes with its own challenges. Yeah. Do you find that, you know, being a, a business owner, I mean, you have two, you're a business owner in your real estate business, yes. but being a business owner in something different, you know, you really are vested in your community. I'm curious how that kind of translates over into your real estate career as well, too. I mean, do you find some of the clients that are coming to your gym end up crossing mm -hmm. over or just the fact that they know that you're super invested in this community. Not only do I live here, but I have my other business in here, if that makes a difference a little bit. It does. Yeah. Uh, and to speak to your East Dallas point, yeah. uh, being from there, especially Lake Highlands, Lakewood, East Dallas, yeah. uh, there is a very small town, Mayberry-ish feel, hmm. good and bad. Yeah. And so you have to, you, you need to make sure that what you're doing is contributing to your community. Definitely my gym is a part of contributing to my yeah. community. And I didn't do it at all to assist my real estate side of my, which is really my my professional life, right. the bulk of my professional life, but it absolutely has. I yeah. mean, without question, yeah. it has. That's neat. I think it's just something really unique, and I can see mm -hmm. how that how those two things kind of go together. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I wanted to chat a little bit about, because you had some really neat and kind of unique advice for, for agents who are thinking about getting real estate or those that are new, and I know a lot of our folks that are, are new to our brands, you know, will we'll watch this, and it was more of the way you phrase things as opposed to like, you know, something new that, I, that maybe an agent had thought about. But one of the things you talked about for, for a new agent is deciding about who you are. And just mm -hmm. explain a little bit what you mean by that when you ask that question of somebody who's getting into this business when they have to decide who they are. When you, as we, as we age, yeah. uh, 
you have different things that are happening to you emotionally and psychologically as you get older. Well, I got into this business in, the, in my 30s, and that is at the precipice of the 40s, which is that segment in my life, and it's certainly probably in the populace, in which you really start pressing the boundaries of who, and then trying to figure out who are you. And that was coinciding with who, who is I as a businessman. Mm-hmm. And so I, 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 when I first got into the business, I went and I, I knocked on the doors of all, as many successful realtors as would talk to me and just say, what do you do? And I noticed that while you may be able to subscribe to certain uh, books or seminars or gurus that will pretty much give you a formulaic idea mm. of what it means to be or how they succeeded, right. I noticed that all of these other people had very distinctive ways that they made an impact and, and grew a customer base. And so over the course of my first three or four years, I, I didn't know it, but what it eventually became was I needed to figure out who I was. Hmm. Was I the guy that could walk around North Park Mall and shake hands and give out business cards? Well, no. Uh, was I the guy that could write 20 note cards a day to my f- friends and family? Well, on the, I think it was the second or third week of me doing that, one of my really good friends called and said, this isn't you. Mm. Like, and I and I and I thought that was a really awesome thing that he did because yeah. it, it's I felt it just wasn't me. Yeah. So I needed to figure out what was I trying to achieve. Like, is it that I need to make a certain amount? That I need to sell a certain amount? Or or no? For me, coming from my ministerial background, I truly wanted to. And this isn't better than anything for anyone else. But right. for me, my success and my satisfaction was honestly, walking alongside of my clients, my, my friends, my family, and helping them make a, a very important and big decision. Yeah. And then not having them leave. What I noticed is those first three years, you know, you'd sell a house or you, and then you, you had to make an effort to kind of stay in their life. Mm-hmm. And so I figured out how can I keep involved in their life? How can I help them? How can I not just lose them? Yeah. And and, but I got to do it as a part of my vocation, yeah. which was cool. Well, and I think, you know, what it is is that if, if you're doing something that feels um, not authentic to who you are, mm-hmm. you won't be comfortable doing it, and you probably won't be very good at it. Right. And then that ends up being your excuse, well, well, this, this career is not right for me. Right. As opposed to just being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and saying, this, like you said, it just doesn't feel right to me to be walking mm-hmm. around handing out these cards. It's, I'm not no. being authentic to myself. But great people do it, yes. and it's so authentic. Yeah. And I, I really came out of lament. I was like, why can't I do that? Yeah. Like, why can't I? I was like, oh, because because it's not me, and that doesn't meet my goals. Yeah. Like my wife and I, when we set up, that's that's not meeting our success goals. Yeah. So I didn't do it. I yeah. did something else. The other thing you you mentioned for for people that are, and I think this works no matter what business you're getting into, but especially for real estate, is to really think about where you already have areas of influence in your mm-hmm. life. Because those are gonna be people that already want to help and support you. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe talk a little bit about that. Is that something that you realize very quickly? I already have influence in these people's lives, that's where I should go first, and then maybe how new people can kind of think about that. Well, it's now that is born out of, I think every r- realtor worth their salt, they do some study and they do some research. And yeah. so out of any book you pick up, they'll right. start you know your A, Bs, and Cs, and you, you, you put people in buckets. And so when I started to do that, um, I realized very quickly that uh, the onus was on me to continue to and strive to be even better in those areas. Yeah. Because honestly, in that whole discovery process, I noticed that I can't, I am not going to be the one that is 
more out front asking you who's your realtor how that's and so I had to work very much you know in a, in a kind of a harder more personal way mm -hmm. to really just continue to love people and trust that if they wanted to use me as their realtor that they would and if they didn't they wouldn't and I, I couldn't get hurt about that yeah. and but I, I really needed to make sure I made very intentional efforts to just be me really out loud and hope that that's what would be successful for me yeah and so far it has been yeah and I think that's a good exercise for anyone to kind of go through right. themselves and it is a little self-examining and uh -huh. I think what you talked about too having to be good with there'll be some that use me and that somewhat won't mm -hmm. and I can't dwell on that no. you know because it could be it's too painful sometimes you know or it why is. and all this and mm -hmm. start doubting yourself internally and so just being okay with it and that's it just, yeah it's great you know the other thing that you touched on as well was uh, defining what success looks like for you mm -hmm. and not and not maybe not just in business but how does this life of being a real estate agent also equal success in my family life as well too mm -hmm. So how did you kind of work through that? Or over the years, how has that kind of right, manifested for you a little bit? Right, that's, a, that's an ongoing yeah. strive. Because as you know, I think if it's natural, as you get older, you really want, you have children, mm -hmm. I have children, I have teenagers, and I desperately want my daughter and my son to, when someone says, you know, what does your dad do? Or when, when I'm, you know, retired in Boca Raton, what, what do you remember about your father and your mother and, and, yeah. and your family life? Yeah. And I, I want them to have reflected upon a very well-rounded familial life. Yeah. Yes, he would be gone at 7.30 at night to open up a house or to do such and such or be gone at 5.30 in the morning, but he was also at my soccer games and he was mm -hmm. also a part of... So as I fill out my life, I just noticed that that doesn't come easily. You you can get really wrapped up in every single thing that you yeah. do. It's really easy to be busy, but are you, are you busy in the right way? So yeah. I, needed to, I needed to be able to be busy in the right way. And so in, if I'm gonna be on my church board, if I'm gonna own a gym, if I'm gonna be a realtor, if I'm gonna be a husband, if I'm gonna be a father, if I'm gonna have hobbies, and they're gonna all work within our familial life, which is really where you start, mm -hmm. um, and it's gonna benefit all of those areas, I have to be very intentional, especially because I'm a scatterbrained ADD, you know. And so you have to be very intentional. Yeah. And so over the course of those years to today and tomorrow, I'm constantly reevaluating my involvement and um, how I'm going about all areas of my life. Well, I think, that's a, I think it's a good lesson for all of us because I know when we do business planning or goal planning, you know, we're focused on typically one sliver of it, right? It's mm -hmm. the, you know, what do I want to do next year? How many houses do I want to sell? Mm -hmm. How am I going to do in this business? But then we don't hit those other columns of, you know, family and faith and fitness, and mm -hmm. but they all do interconnect. And mm -hmm. one goes out of sync and it impacts all the rest. And so I think the way you articulated it is probably the easiest I've ever heard it said, which is the idea that it's a constant valument, but they all interconnect and you have to mm -hmm. think about everything. Because if, if family's out of, out of sync, the chances of you being super successful in your finance and real estate career, it, it, it probably not going to happen. And mm -hmm. then vice versa as well, too. And so mm -hmm. linking them all together is important. And so I would encourage everyone as they're thinking through that, and especially this you know, time of year when you're planning for, for the new year coming up, is that mm -hmm. idea of like taking account every aspect of your life and how do they link in. If I'm going to be doing in this in this area, then what is the impact over here? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what really matters. And so I think that was, that was excellent. Yeah, because you could be, you know, top three realtor in Dallas, but yeah. if, if you're empty in these other areas, back to the success point, are you successful? Yeah. Is that success right. for you? Yeah. You have to decide. Yeah.
That is great. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for sitting down at a table as the yeah. first person to sit down at a table. It was great and yeah. appreciate you joining thank us. You, I think yeah. this is going to be very well received. And, I, and just again, thanks for sharing your insights and knowledge with everybody. And congrats on all the success. And thanks for all you do for Dave Perry Miller and the Abby Holiday Company. Thank Warren. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in to uh, this episode of Market Shapers. You never know what props might show up next. And so appreciate you tuning in and we'll see you next time. <laughs>